All right, Kyle. Nothing gets the juices flowing like a little backup goalie talk. So who is the Canucks backup going to be next season? We're going to go through some internal options and some external options. That's coming up next. It's Begsy and it's Bowen. And you're listening to Locked On Canucks. Your Locked On Canucks. Your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, and thanks for hitting the play button on today's episode of Locked On Canucks. My name is Trevor Beggs, Canucks writer and part-time credential media member for Daily Hive Vancouver. Before we dive into the show, we want to thank you for listening to Locked On Canucks, your team every day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. And also make sure that you download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off for your first purchase. I said it off the top. We're going to go through some backup goalie options on today's episode. But, you know, Kyle, you're definitely not the backup goalie on this show. You might even be the 1A. But first and foremost, how you doing, buddy? No, no, definitely the 1B, Kyle Bowen, Trevor Beggs, Locked On Canucks, your team, every day. Trevor, man. Oh, okay, so it's it's what? It's like 9, no, no, it's, it's 10 o'clock in the morning right now. Had the homie in, and he's like, yo, you're doing a Canucks show right now? What are you guys going to talk about? What are you guys going to talk about? I didn't even want to drop the news to him that we're going to be talking about a backup goaltender or a new backup goaltender possibly for the Canucks. But this is the the job that we signed up for, and this is what the people want to know, man. This is what the people want to know, for real. Hey, we've, we've laid out all the possible solutions for this team to get into the playoffs in past episodes, okay? Some evergreen episodes. You can get back to that, but it's late April, and for some teams, it's playoff hockey time. For us, it's managing our depth positions. Yesterday, we talked about the third-line center. Today, we're talking about the backup goaltender. And we'll also be talking about the comments that you guys left us at the end of the episode because we do save the best for last. I'm doing my best, Begsy. Trying to be optimistic. Trying to be positive. Yesterday, I started off the episode by saying, you know, this this is a waste of time. But I'm not going to say that today. Take it over, Begsy. Yeah, and again, shout out to the everydayers who are tuning in for for some for some off season talk because you know even though the playoffs are going on, I think you know Kyle and I and you listening out there, we're thinking about how this team is going to be better next season, and you got to do it in the realm of a salary cap world. Like, let's throw in the NHL twenty three baby and put on the GM cap. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, there were some comments from the end of season media availability last week, and Alvin basically said they don't anticipate spending a lot of money on a backup goaltender. So even if they're going to find an external option, don't expect it to be a guy who like a Cam Talbot or something like that, where the guy's going to make three to four million dollars because it's just, you know, the Canucks got to prioritize that top four defenseman, that third line center more than they do a backup goaltender. I think in segment two, we'll get into some external options. But Kyle, let's go through the internal options. And I think one of the things that caught my attention most from the end of season media availability, when asked about the backup goaltender, Patrick Alvin name checked, not Spencer Martin. Not Colin Dahlia, but Archer's Seelovs first. And and talked about how he thought Seelovs development's been really good. And obviously Seelovs got his cup of coffee in the NHL this year, looked pretty successful. I think he had three wins in five games, uh, a nine oh eight save percentage. Shout out to Latvia. Um, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I, what do you think? So Seelovs, again, he was named the Abbotsford Canucks MVP this season. Not just best goaltender, the MVP of the baby Canucks. How do you feel about young Archer Silovs being Thatcher Demko's backup next season? I think 
it's 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 a move that shouldn't be used because I feel as if the dude hasn't played too much hockey collectively over the last you know three years that that whole that whole COVID thing you know the 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 whole quarantine season it's just it's just so important for him to continue what he did this year and again let's play a handful of games and let's see if he can do it again next season you know playing behind Thatcher Demko next season playing what seventeen to twenty games which even for him could be a lot as as being the backup because he's still a young goaltender it just it's not the it's not the recipe for success in the long run for this team. Yeah, we're talking about the backup goaltender, right? Not to sidetrack too much, but man, oh man, Demko, make it easy for the backup goaltender. Don't don't make that dude play so many must-win games. You know, don't don't have it be November, December next season, and have us you know contemplate uh, needing the backup goaltender to you know patch up some of these teams' mistakes and just get Demko some rest. No, Demko just needs to be A1 from the start. He needs to be 91 overall from the start. Do you remember this season when he was struggling and then Spencer Martin came in and there was uh, the rumblings, not the rumblings, but you know the fans were talking about giving Martin a longer leash because at the time he just couldn't lose in regulation. The Canucks needed to pick up points and Demko was struggling. I just, I just, don't, I just don't want to see any of that next season. Make sure that backup position that backup role for the Vancouver Canucks is an easy job not a not a not like a a crucial must win one of those things you know just just make it easy because like you said the chances are they're not going to spend a lot of money on a backup they're not going to get a veteran it's going to be you know either Spence in my opinion it's going to be Spencer Martin uh Silovs and maybe even that other dude that they brought in from Europe this season I remember uh, I'm not going to act like I'm the prospect guru but I I think Drance was talking about it and another uh Canucks podcaster was talking about how there's a slight chance that he could come in because uh the, what, what's the dude's name can, can you uh, uh Nick, i think i believe it's nikita tolopio yeah 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 so that guy tolopio you know he played it he played a lot of games in, in a pro league did really well you know what i'm saying so he could he, he could even be it he could be it the more and more i think about this the, again though it's going to go back to demko 65 starts 67 starts next season hey man luongo it luongo it what was that one year Longo had like what seventy six starts, seventy five starts. I don't even know what the number was. It was it, it was extreme. We need yeah. that from the ne- Demko man. Yo, next season matters too much, man. I we're, we're out here talking about backup goaltenders. Uh, just take it away from me, Begsy. Take it away from me because it can get dark right yeah. now. Okay. Well, there's a lot of things I could comment on there. I I'm gonna touch on Demko first. You know, I think we are past the days of seeing goaltenders play sixty five, seventy <laughs> games and be actually successful. You listen to most goalie experts out there and they'll tell you you're basically going to get diminishing returns probably after 55 games or so. Mm-hmm. I would say 60 is probably the max you want a goaltender playing. And hey, Demko's done it before and been successful. But we also saw that, you know, he could be a bit injury prone. And I think the last thing you want is uh, is his body breaking down. So, no, you need a backup to step in and play games now. I would agree with you. It's not the time for Silovs to come up and be the full-time backup next season. I just found it interesting that Alvi name-checked him first. Um, but maybe I'll ask you this. What do you think of, let's say it's either Spencer Martin or Colin Daly backing up Demko again next season. How do you feel about Silovs maybe coming up and playing 10 games um, at some point during the season just to kind of give him that you know cup of coffee at the NHL level if he's continuing to thrive down in Abbotsford? Okay, so you're talking about the whole... Uh... 2A, 2B situation, eh? Spencer Martin, Silovs just, you know, going in and out 
in that backup backup position. I don't know, man. I feel as if I don't even I don't even want that noise, man. I want I want clarity next season, okay? Clarity. I want I want it to be simple. Now, you you mentioned how you know nowadays goaltenders shouldn't be playing that many games. I, I thought I saw that yesterday that 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 goaltender for uh, Colorado. He had like sixty plus darts, Gor- Gorgiev or whatever. Maybe not sixty plus darts, but he played. He appeared in sixty plus games, and I think the Islanders goaltender he's played in like he started like sixty games this season. You know what I'm saying? It, it could still happen. It could still happen. Maybe, maybe it's coming back. Maybe they got to play sixty five games. How, how many how many games did the, the Rangers start but started play? Well, let me search that up. Are you touch on that? Yeah, I would imagine they they all played a lot of games. So I have in front of me, Georgiev played sixty two games this season. Mm-hmm. So uh, again, I think I would say around sixty is the max you want a goaltender to be playing. Mm-hmm. That's again, we did we we have seen like Luongo play seventy plus. I think the record in the season was seventy seven. I did write about that for I believe the hockey writers bit way back <laughs> in the day. But That's I, nuts, honestly, dude. I think once you yeah, that is nuts. I believe <laughs> Brodeur did it. I think Brodeur did it on a number of occasions, and here's like yeah. a real deep dive for yeah. uh, for hockey nuts out there. I think Mark Denis did it one year for the Columbus Blue Jackets, or maybe it was the Montreal what? Canadiens. But Mark Denis played 76 games one year, which is, you know, that's a random factoid right there. Columbus Blue Jackets legend, Pascal Leclerc yeah. and Mark Denis. <laughs> but I, I think the point is that you are rolling the dice when you play yeah. goaltender more than 60 games because it is such a hard position on your body especially in today's game, like the game is quicker. Goaltenders are moving quicker. There's different techniques involved. It's not just stand there and hope the puck hits you anymore, you know? So it's really tough to play more than 60 games, especially if you have aspirations of going on a long playoff run. I think we saw it with Jacob Marsham last year. He's a prime example for me. Like the Calgary Flames played the wheels off of him. And by the time the playoffs came around, he wasn't very good, <laughs> especially yeah. in that series against the Oilers. So yeah, I, I don't mind the idea of Silovs coming up, maybe challenging the backup, whether it's Martin Dealey or somebody else, and maybe playing five, ten games next year at the NHL level. So maybe yeah. like 15 for a Martin Dealey, uh, and then 10 for Silovs, and then the, I guess the other, my math's off, but probably the other 50-ish go to Demko. Connor Halyabuck played 60, started 64 games this season. UC Soros, 63. Gorgiev, 62. Jake Ottinger, 61. At the least, Thatcher Demko is playing 60-plus games. It's got to happen, man. It's got to happen. He's so important. He's so important to the Canucks. Yo, he didn't play a lot of games this season. I know it's kind of ironic because I'm telling him to play a lot of games after a season where he suffered some injuries. But, man, this team needs it. This team really, really needs it. They need need reliability, stability, and they're not going to get that by, again, as Trevor alluded to, and Alvin. They're not going to spend money on a veteran backup. They're going to use one of these guys that they have in, in their system. And they could all be decent backups. I don't think they're going to be as good as like a Max Talbot uh, caliber backup or even, I don't know, I don't know, uh, again, Kyle Bowen here. For the Minnesota Wild, it's Marc-Andre Fleury and Gustafson, right? Did they split games all all season long? It's not going to be like something like that, obviously. And because of that, we're just going to need Demko to be like, you know, I'm going to say it's 63 starts for Demko next season. It's going to have to happen. 63 starts and 19's going to go. Maybe like, no, you know what? 19 to Spencer Martin, man. He's going to be the backup next season. Yeah, I feel yeah, it, man. Okay. I, feel it. I guess that was going to be my last question. Yeah. Is Martin or Delia for backup next season? Obviously, Martin's got one more year under contract, $762,000 at the NHL level. Delia is a free agent. Uh, so you think it's going to be Martin next season? And are you okay with that? I'm okay with that. And if it's going to fail early, like October, November, and it's it's like Demko's doing well, but every time Martin goes in, it's kind of it's weird that I can see them make an immediate switch to like patch up the work. But I think... 
it's better for this organization and best for this organization to double down on Spencer Martin. They gave him the two-year deal. Like, hope that he figures it out, and this will allow uh, Siloff to just be a number one and get a lot of starts in, in Abbotsford. You know, doing it for one year is cool, but do it again. Play those games. Get your reps up. It's important, especially if Siloff is a bigger part of the team's future. Yeah, 100%. Um, all right, so I know you talked about how the Canucks, and I brought it up too, uh, they don't have a lot of money to spend on a backup, and that's probably not the road they're going to go down. But on the other side, let's check out some of those external options, some free agent goaltenders, and see if you know any of are a fit for the Canucks next season. But before we do that, let me tell you why I'm able to put bacon on the table for my Ooh. family. Ooh. I used Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can you do that all with Indeed. Find top talent with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like matching assessments and virtual interviews. Hate waiting? I sure do. And Indeed's U.S. data shows that over 80% of Indeed's employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. One thing I love about Indeed is I can relate to them. You know, my wife calls me the Flash I'm, I'm still not 100% sure why, although I have some ideas, but I feel like I can relate to Indeed because of that with Indeed Instant Match. It's instantaneous, baby. Candidates you invite to apply through Instant Match are three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who only see it in search according to U.S. Indeed data. And Indeed does the hard hiring work for you. Sponsor a job, and they'll match you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your job description right when you post. Join over 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire great talent fast. Visit Indeed.com slash locked on to start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com slash locked on. Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application price not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Shout out to Indeed. Welcome back to Locked On Canucks. Kyle Bowen, Trevor Beggs. This is... I got to keep it real with the people all the time because I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to move throughout the weeks coming up, the offseason, the extended offseason, what has always been the case for the Vancouver Canucks recently, right? Our offseason starts in February, but it really starts in April. And I got to I got to I got to find some fun topics to nail down. I can't just let uh, leave this all to you because you're the nerd. You care about the systems. You care about the plug and play. You care about the things that are actually going to work where I just got to go into dreamland and, and figure out some other things to talk about. And if you if you are, you are a Canucks fan watching this, right? If you want us to talk about anything specific, anything more evergreen, anything from the past, the future, anything delusional, anything fun, creative regarding the Canucks to base an episode off of, let us know in the comments below. Okay, help produce the show. We'll give you a credit as the producer of the show, and we'll do the math, the royalty splits and whatnot, and maybe you never know. Maybe we'll send you like eight bucks. Oh, eight Kyle's, bucks. Uh, you're feeling generous, but uh, no, I, I agree with that, man. Eight yeah, dollars. Eight dollars for we giving should. us a content idea. Why not? Why not? Why not? Eight, okay, yeah, why eighteen not? bucks. Maybe like a twenty. Okay, if the uh, how much money eight. you think we're making on this, bro? No, no. So you know what? I'll, I'll say this, and I, I'll, <laughs> I'll 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 get what, what's minimum wage right now? Eighteen bucks, seventeen bucks, fifteen bucks. Okay, sixteen if, bucks or something like that. Yeah. If you come up with a topic idea for the show. I will send you 16 bucks. You have my word. Wow. You have my word. You heard it first from Kyle Bowen. I mean, if you if you don't want to, you know, give us a content idea, that's fine. We'll keep coming up with it. At the okay. very least, though, we, we would love it if you subscribed and followed us wherever you listen to podcasts mm-hmm. uh, and on YouTube, because that's where, you know, we get uh, the bulk of our comments from. 
Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of the Canucks, do they need to bulk up in the crease? I don't know. If that's the case, they should just play that uh, six foot six, two hundred thirty pound new goaltender Nikita Tolopio. Um, but you know, if they're going to look outside the organization. I did want to look at some of the free agent options available for the Canucks, and and I've kind of I'll I'll list off the top five free mm-hmm. agent goaltenders in terms of wins this season. Again, I don't see any of them being a fit for the Canucks, but just so we kind of know what we're working with, Martin Jones signed <laughs> signed a one-year, $2 million deal with Seattle during the offseason. He won 27 games with the Kraken. And for me, the Kraken are an example of a team who won in spite of goaltending. Like, Grubauer was pretty awful. Jones had an 8-8-6 save percentage oh, and still God. went 27-13-3. So, like, that's the thing. That's what makes me sad as a Canuck fan is that we're almost like Demko needs to be an all-star next season or else this team is screwed. Whereas Seattle, like, just had these, you know, two crappy goaltenders in that and they managed to make the playoffs man it's almost hard to believe sometimes um in terms of other free agent goaltenders uh shout out delta delta's tristan jari is a free agent for the penguins frederick anderson free agent from carolina uh, anti ronta free agent from carolina and finally Jonas corpusalo again all these guys i would say are out of the price range for the vancouver canucks but oh, Kyle, yeah. i did highlight three goaltenders uh, and the first one I'm going to mention probably is the buzziest name right now because he's been making playoff starts. And that's Alex Lyon of the Florida Panthers. So he was really the third string in Florida heading into the season and then kind of went on a miracle run. I think he won six straight games to help them make the playoffs and started three uh, three of the first four games for the Florida Panthers against the Bruins. Uh, I bring up Lyon for a couple of reasons. You know, he's 30 years old. Um, but Thatcher Demko actually mentioned on another in another interview that he was one guy, a line was one guy that Demko looked up to because they both played college hockey. Uh, they both had around the same numbers, although line was a couple years older. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's an interesting back of the Canucks. I mean, he made uh, $750,000 this season, league minimum for the Panthers in that third string role. Um, what do you think? Do you think line has maybe priced himself out of Vancouver's market with uh, that hot stretch in Florida? Because at the end of the day, he's played three playoff games of 15 regular season games. It's not like it's a massive body of work here. Yeah, I think I don't. I don't think I don't think he's played himself into like a, a situation where he's signing a two year deal worth four million bucks, or you know, just getting more stability slash again creeping into that two million dollar range. Unless the team is desperate. That being said, I think I I think like one point five million dollars is too rich for the Vancouver Canucks right now. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, it depends, truth. though, right? If if next season matters, yeah, no, you know, I know. Is it, worth I know. It, is it worth it to spend another, you know, seven hundred fifty thousand dollars in the backup? Like you're basically upgrading. You're doubling so Spencer Martin's salary. Let's say yeah. if you sign Alex Lyon to a two year deal, one point five million a season. You know. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. Next season matters. Uh, Martin's performance this season season could really scare them. And uh, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know. I don't think they make the change based off of 15 regular season starts, you know, and uh, just a little bit of a miracle run. It's, it's not, too, it's not big enough of a, a sample size to show that this guy is even an everyday slash consistent NHL goaltender, you know. And it's hard to be that backup goaltender, man, when you're sitting down for a long time and just coming in. They need that guy to provide quality starts and. I just don't feel like they're going to go out of their way to pick up Lyon uh, because of the lack of experience. Yeah, it doesn't. It it doesn't. It doesn't fit the replacement mold. You know, if they're gonna, if you're gonna, like, fill up the gap, they need like a certainty. You know what I'm saying? Because they could, 
they could potentially get a similar performance from Martin, you know? We kind of saw it two years ago, not to the extent where he won six straight straight games to get the team into the playoffs, but Martin didn't lose a, a game in regulation, you know? He picked up points all the time, and I think he had double-digit wins that season as well with Boudreaux, if I'm, if I'm correct, so... Yeah. Martin's yeah. a guy. You think Martin's the guy, eh? So we'll, let, let's end the segment. No more talk yeah. about the no, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Um I, I will mention a couple other options here. Uh, yeah. Ironically, I have th- I have three I have two other guys named Alex. Uh, but Alex Stalock for the Chicago Blackhawks. He's 35 years old. He had a really good season mm. considering you played behind one of the worst hockey teams, probably the worst hockey team I've ever seen live. Uh, but he had a 908 save percentage in 27 games behind a terrible Blackhawks team. You know, this guy could be like a. I, I don't again. I don't want them to go down the Jim Betting road and get be like, "Halak, here's 1.5 plus another two in bonuses that are really easy to hit." But you know, if, if Stalock wanted to come in on a one-year, one-ish million-dollar deal, I think that would be an interesting yeah. option behind uh, Demko. And then, kind of going the other direction, there's Alex Nedeljkovic. Uh, he was a prospect mm-hmm. goalie in Carolina, signed with Detroit, and just had an absolutely horrid season. Not only did he lose the starting role to Billy Huso. He lost the backup role. So he's a guy who's had some promise. He actually was drafted one spot after Demko in the 2014 draft. Um, so again, both guys are the same age. They're both highly touted goaltenders in their prospect uh, in their draft year. Um, but obviously their careers have gone two different directions. But I, I like Nadelkovich on like a one-year show-me contract if he's willing to sign for cheap as well. Um, yeah, I, I don't mind that. I don't mind that. Yeah. I don't Take a risk, that. man. Take a risk. Uh, the one thing about Alex Line, Alex Daylock, and Alex Djelkovic is they're all like relatively small goaltenders. They're all like six or six one. I'm gonna na- no, well, name off one more name. Wait, wait, hold up, hold up. hold up, hold up, hold up. Let me do that. I'm doing the math in my head. I'm doing the effing math in my head. Okay, how do they do this? Uh, like, let's say they they sign another goaltender to potentially be the backup for this team. So that means they'll have. Is that Tol- how do you say his name? Tolopia, Tolopia, Tolopia. Yeah. Tolopio. Like, is he coming over next season? Is he? Yeah, is he I a- think the plan is for him to come over to North so America. So how the but- how are they gonna have all these goalies here? Where's like that's not that carry- many goalies. A lot, a lot of teams oh, wait, have Demko- five, six goalies in their contract. Okay, okay. They're only okay, gonna have so two, they're only gonna have two at the NHL level. They're not gonna two- have three goalies in the NHL. Two at the NHL level, then three at the AHL level. Or maybe Tilopio goes to the ECHL. You know, oh, I mean, like that's man. Yeah, <laughs> I know okay. you're moaning and groaning, but I mean, it's oh man, it makes sense, right? If it's a young goalie, like who needs to get reps, like he's not, he might not get the reps backing up Silovs. He might be best off playing at the ECHL. I thought so he was. That, like, I, I don't know, man. Don't you think that like, uh, why would he sign here if that was the case? Because didn't he just play at like a high level in Europe? Uh, the uh, what what league did he play in? The uh, I can't even pronounce the league again. I'm just basing this all yeah, off, the, uh, off of. Sorry, go ahead. Now, so he played in the Allsvenskan, which is yeah. the tier two uh, professional league in Sweden. But here's the thing, Kyle. Like, there's goaltenders who, you know, Alex Lyon is a great example. Alex Lyon was playing in the ECHL, you know, back in 2019, three years mm-hmm. ago. He played the mm-hmm. bulk of his season in the ECHL. And now he's starting for the Florida Panthers. So I think if you're in the ECHL and you're a winger, like, like you're done. You're done, okay? Yeah. You're not making it to the NHL. Like, there's only so many Alex Burrow stories out there. But if you're a goaltender, that's a different story. Because okay, okay. injuries could hit, you could succeed, and the next thing you know, like you're starting on an AHL team, you're backing up an NHL team. So, even if you're playing big minutes in the ECHL as a goaltender, there's still like there's still a path for you to make the NHL, and you know a lot of goalies have done it in the past. Backup goalie talk here on 
locked on Canucks. Beggs, you got one more. One more yeah, guy one that's more. on the system that could possibly sign a one-year, $1.25 million deal to attempt to be the backup for the Canucks. Who, who is he? Who is he? Yeah, so this guy, again, he probably come under the $1 million mark because he's only played uh, 35 NHL games and only three last season. But is Jonas Johansson, uh, currently with the Colorado Avalanche, 27-year-old goaltender, also drafted in 2014, like Thatcher Demko, 6'4", 205 pounds. Uh, but this season, he won both of his starts with the Avalanche, and he had a 920 okay. save percentage uh, in the AHL this season. So it was his best pro season to date. Again, you know, I, I think this organization does like their big goaltenders. I could see this being mm-hmm. a guy that Ian Clark would want to work with, um, and he'd be a low-cost option as well compared to some of the other guys I mentioned. Oh, man. Whoever's listening to this, give – and you're just a hockey nut. This is what you live for. Off-season talk, depth talk. Just give – Give Begsy a round of applause because that's 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 work, man. You got a family coming up. Like you could be taking your daughter for a walk right now, but this dude's like, I'm just gonna talk about bat, like you know potential third or fourth string goaltenders for this organization. And you're just an amazing uh, ambassador for the Canucks and a, an amazing contributor for the Canucks. And I, I love you, man. Thanks so much. I love it when you pump my tires, buddy. And uh, yeah, you listen out there again. Appreciate you tuning into the to the back of goalie talk. You know. I'm, exactly. I'm curious what's going to happen next season. You know, the, the Canucks got to have a solid option behind Demko. I still believe Spencer Martin could be the guy, but I'm also not opposed to them kind of looking elsewhere uh, to find some help at back of goaltender. And in terms of Delia, I know we haven't talked about him a whole lot. I like having him on the roster just because, you know, having him and Demko, the two only goaltenders right now in the NHL from California on the team is kind of cool, but I wasn't overly inspired by his performance. He was okay, but he had a lot of weak. He, Basically, letting a weak goal every game or two. Is his contract over? Games. His contract's done. Yeah, he's a he's a free agent. Yeah, I mean, he could he could stick around if he wants to play ball hockey at the Langley Hockey House. The Canucks can send him there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they got so many goalies, man. Anyways, man, oh, locked on Canucks. Trevor Beggs, Kyle Ballin. Uh, are we talking about game time here again, Beggs? Or what? Oh yeah, we're talking about game time. So before we wrap up on comment corner, I need to ask you: Have you ever been stressed out by buying tickets at the last minute? You know, I'm a big last-minute deals guy, and I found that the best place for killer deals at the last minute is game time. You know, game time, they got my back. I get these emails from Nicole at game time, and she's always teasing me. Don't tell my wife, but she's always teasing me with concerts and events this week in my area. (laughs) Not only are those weekly emails a tease, but game time also offers me flash deals on last-minute tickets. What's even better than that is they, they have a lowest price guarantee along with event protection cancellation. Now I have no choice but to get off my hiney and check out a show on a Friday night. Let me tell you a little bit more about the Game Time Guarantee. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you with 110% of the difference. So snag the tickets without the stress on Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Kyle Bowen, Trevor Beck's back with you on Lockdown Canucks. You just talked about game time. I just got a notification that Rema, the Afro pop superstar, is coming to Vancouver to Vogue, which is, which is amazing. I hope I can snag some last minute tickets for that one because Rema is that dude music and i feel as if you always have that cycle of artists that come to the vogue right and it's 
there's like 10% of those artists end up being uh, musicians that sell out bigger venues. Like the Vogue is a, it's a good venue to, to work at or to, 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 to perform at. And again, it, it just acts like a, a pedestal for what may come to the future of music. And Rema is definitely one of those guys who can do a lot in the world of music. Locked on Canucks. It's Canucks show. Okay, I'm sorry. Just went off on a little tangent there talking about game time. You know, I just want the people to save some money and watch some live acts, okay? Especially in the city because we got nothing else going on. What, what else are you going to watch? What else are you going to watch? Exactly. Okay, Kyle Bound, Trevor Beggs. We're only here because of the people. We save the best for last. And we're talking about your comments. What do we got here? Uh, why can't Amon take a step? Isn't that what the management is hoping for by getting all these 23 to 24-year-olds? What about Stanika? Isn't he that guy? He was just injured, right? And this came from Viper's Whip. I feel as if there's a lot of sarcasm coming out of uh, that comment right there because Viper has been so pessimistic. The energy level on Viper is so negative, so harsh, so evil, and so well-deserved because, again, it's late April, and once again, we got nothing to watch, man. We're just jealous. We're just jealous hockey fans out here. It's the truth. Yeah, I, it's funny. Maybe I, I'm a bit gullible. I, I didn't take that comment sarcastically at the time, but yeah, uh, you got to know I your people. Your point. Man. Vi Viper's whip's been—he's uh, been spitting some venom with the comments for sure. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Stud Nika. It would have been—it would have been nice if Stud Nika worked out. To be honest, I mean, I, I get highly touted prospect. He's put up points in the AHL, uh, but he just looks lost at the NHL level. Like I don't know what <laughs> Stud Nika is. He can, and he sucks at playing center. Um, again, like I'm, I'm talking, made comments about how Sadiq has been working his tail off and that's nice, but he's just not one of the 12 best forwards on a mediocre Canucks team. So again, he's under contract for one more season, but right now he's a, he's got an outside shot of even, of even making the opening night roster. Like a guy like Phil DiGiuseppe would be ahead of him. Mm -hmm. I believe in that too. And it's, it's not the easiest thing, right? To be like, like to do well your whole junior career and be highly touted and be a top 60 pick and then go to a great organization like Boston and then. Uh, be unable to find a calling there, then get traded to Vancouver and already have a new coach. There's a lot of things going on, but at the same time, I just feel as if he's not capitalizing on the moment, which, you know what I'm saying, is the biggest reason why he's not able to find momentum and find consistency in his game. Maybe not the moment is too big, but he's, I don't want to say he's getting nervous, but when you're in that situation and you're kind of a tweener player, there is that, uh, that opportunity for for every game feeling like it's a do-or-die type of game for you. And that's something that maybe is intimidating for him where he just has to live in the moment and just play his game and stick to his system. And I think that – I think uh, – I'm not talking out of my ass here. I think I think Talkit mentioned this as well. Like, he can work hard in practice. He does his things. But when the game, game happens, the, the moment is too big for him. And, bro, if the moment's too big for you when it's game 60 – when you're playing on a bottom-dwelling team when these games don't matter, yeah, you – all the best to you. For real, all the best to you. <laughs> One love. Because I was going to go to a dark place there, but, yeah, I'm 30 and we're <laughs> doing this right now. Okay, so next next comment is YBRJ. Uh, it's, it's, it's the Kangly uh, – Kangly. It's the Calgary Wranglers, <laughs> not the Stockton Heat. And this is referring to Trevor yeah. going off yesterday. And, you know, just talking about his love for the AHL and the Abbotsford Canucks. And this guy's the AHL reporter okay, of the year. All right. and, all oh the, and, he, and he gives us the wrong team. The, the, Abbotsford, <laughs> the Abbotsford Canucks are not playing the Stockton Heat. They're playing the Calgary Wranglers. Yeah. And, yeah, you're listening to Locked on Canucks. Yeah, seriously. But, uh, 
What a joker that Begsy guy is. Yeah, I, I didn't feel right when I said talk Stockton Heat, but I, I didn't know who it was. <laughs> That's all I could think of. Stockton Heat, man. That sounds uh, like a band, bro. A band, a cover band from Stockton, you know? Come on, man. Top Unbelievable, notch man. Here. Top notch. You're speaking of which, Begsy. Oh, we're doing it. Tomorrow's a fun. I, I swear to you, man. I swear to you. If tomorrow's episode, who's going to be the seventh defenseman for the Vancouver Canals going into, into next season, I'm not showing up. Come on, bro. <laughs> What, what do Come you on, want man. to talk? What do you What do you want to talk about tomorrow, Kyle? That's what yeah, I want to you know. You know what I want to talk about? Let's go. Let's go back in time, man. Let's go back in time. Uh, let's go back in time. Let's just talk about something from the past, man. I don't know what that's going to be. I don't know what that's going to be, but I want to. I want to relive a moment. I want to feel good. I don't want to. I, I want to take. I want. I just want to take one day off of talking about uh, the potential processes slash uh, depth. Uh, additions to the Vancouver Canucks for next season. Okay, just a little break. Just a little break, man. All right, all right, break. all right. So tomorrow's episode, by Kyle's request, we're gonna we're gonna jump back in time to yeah. a nicer moment in Canucks history, you know. And then later in the next week or so, we do want to start getting to the player reviews for the Canucks this season. Um, got to talk maybe a little abs for Canucks because their playoff, their next playoff series against what is it again? The Calgary Wranglers. Yeah, is tomorrow night. Um, and then I do I know in the next week or so we also want to look at revisiting Alvin's first year on the job and looking at some of the trades he made and how they've affected the Vancouver Canucks. Oh yeah. But until then I'm Trevor Beggs. He's Kyle Bowen. Shout out to the everydayers for tuning in the locked on Canucks. And if this is your first time listening, welcome. We love you. Thanks for listening. We hope you come back again. I'm Trevor Beggs. He's Kyle Bowen. And you've been listening to locked on Canucks, your team every day. Oh, they're coming back for sure. Because uh, in a couple of days, we're going to, we're going to be breaking down that Jackson Nika trade. Seven minutes. <laughs> your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.